hello, hello, and welcome to the Be Healthy and Thrive podcast. I am your host, Brianna Wilkerson from Made Well. I'm holistic health and life coach and essential oils advocate on a mission to really empower you to be healthy and thrive in all areas of your life. So this podcast is all about that. It's all about seeing you thrive in more than just your physical health, but in your emotional, mental, spiritual, financial, relational, and vocational health. So you'll find solo episodes, interviews, as well as panel episodes, all designed to really encourage you and move you forward in your whole health and life. You'll also find bonus essential oil features really empowering you to know how to use essential oils in your everyday life. So I'm so glad you're here. And be sure to share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and let me know your thoughts. So let's get started. Welcome back, everyone, to the Be Healthy and Thrive podcast. Today, we're talking about money mindset, really conquer, and I have Kate Boyd with me, the founder of Cobblestone Creative Co., Mm -hmm. Uh, and she'll talk a little bit about more of what that is and her story. So thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So it's so great to have Kate on to talk about money mindset because I think we both at similar times, we're going through a season of really understanding that our mindset wasn't so good and how do we change that, especially as entrepreneurs, because I think for me, when I was, in, was employed by someone, I didn't have to think about it as much. But now that I'm in charge of how much I make and how much I spend a little bit more, it's kind of being forced to, you know, dive deep into that. So anyways, but, you know, Kate, kind of talk a little bit about yourself, what you do, what Cobblestone's all about. Um, yeah. Yeah, so Cobblestone is really a digital marketing agency aimed at creating handcrafted marketing strategies and content for small business owners who want to turn more of their leads into customers. Um, And so we focus on things like launches and sales funnels and ongoing content marketing um, just to build relationships, nurture their audiences, and then convert them into customers. So that's what I do on that side. of things. And then I also have a membership community Mm -hmm. called Believers Business Academy, um, which uh, helps women entrepreneurs, online entrepreneurs specifically, who are essentially in their first year of business, I would say they're just kind of getting started. They're needing to figure out what they even need to focus on. And so, um, yeah, I've just created a community where they can learn the tasks they need to do and the skill sets to complete those tasks, as well as have some of that built-in community for accountability and so that they can become more profitable more quickly. Yeah. And actually everyone, I was in Believers Business Academy and what drew me to Kate was one, Kate is really good at that. She's good at her marketing and speaking to the heart, but also (laughs) because it was the beginning of my money mindset journey where Mm -hmm. I recognized as a Christian that my money mindset sucked and what I had learned that money was evil. Uh, which I, you know, being faced with the fact that I have to charge people now, I, I just was, you know, going back and forth with that, with that struggle. And I saw that Kate had a money mindset kind of, uh, course or something like that in Believer's Business Academy. And so, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Like what, uh, you really kind of encourage people to look at in money mindset and Believer's Business Academy? Yeah. I mean, it all sort of came from my own struggle with this. And I know you and I have had a bunch of conversations Mm -hmm. about things, but 
I didn't necessarily believe that money was evil. I just sort of believed that I wasn't entitled to it. Right. And that sort of translated to me as in, I wasn't deserving of it maybe, or, um, that I wasn't guaranteed it. So I was always just fearful around money. And so I knew that I needed to do my own work to figure out what that was. Or at first it was really just, I need, when I actually started my online coaching business, which is what then evolved into cobblestone, um, it really came out of some wrestling through mindset issues that I just didn't see any faith-based resources around. Mm. And so I had to do a lot of searching through scripture for myself and with some trusted friends on like, how do I view money? How do I view mindset? How do I view these things that people keep saying are important, but don't feel important? Like I didn't, at the time, my businesses were just kind of like fun money for me. They were my side hustles. Um, and I wouldn't even say hustles. Like they were just side things that I was doing and I was paying down debt and I was traveling and it was really fun. And it was a lot of, it was some work, but it wasn't like overwhelming. And, but I was starting to recognize that there were some things that maybe I needed to adjust around when it came to, um, to money. So when it comes to that from like the BBA standpoint, I really just wanted people, I wanted to a encourage people to examine all of scripture as it relates to money and not just like the really common things that we hear, Mm -hmm. um, which we hear a lot about tithing and we hear a lot about like the love of money is the root of all evil, right? Those are like the most famous things. And there's so much more when you look at the whole context, if you look at characters of the Bible and you look at, the people and the situations and what the actual like parables are about. And they're not about money. They're about these other things. Mm -hmm. And so just encouraging people to be more mindful of finding their motivations, examining those, and then giving them some different verses just to encourage them and to walk through and interpret Mm -hmm. alongside them to help adjust that and make them feel okay with earning money for what they do, because Mm -hmm. that's, how the world works, you know, and and that's how it's always worked. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it was necessary. Yeah. So what have you um, kind of done personally since then, since kind of like that initial looking at scripture, like have you gone and looked at other resources and um, what have you done for your own money mindset work? Yeah. So I would say um, more recently, I also, so I was at least at a better place where I knew that we could earn money, but I didn't, I would still say that I didn't necessarily have like a super healthy money mindset. Um, I had a healthier mindset in general, but my money mindset was still a little bit lacking, especially as it related to some of those like confidence things. Like I believed in value. I believed in all these things, but I was putting a lot of pressure on myself to deliver for people And even wondering like if I was worthy of this money or all those things. And so it kind of came to a head when there was at a point, I would say four or five months ago, maybe six months ago. And I was just realizing that the only missing link was my mindset. So I was building my business and I was talking with my coach and I was like, I need help with like this strategy. And she would like walk me through things. And I was like, Oh, I knew that like I'm doing that already. Those are things I've already implemented. So it started to show me that the difference was not in the strategy or the tactics Mm -hmm. or the execution of those because I'm good at those. It had to be in the mindset. That's the only thing that I hadn't really attended to. So now that I felt like I had a good um, basis of scripture, 
Um, and I still built upon that foundation, but then I was able to take other resources and bring it in. And really what happened for me is at least that sort of kicked all this off. Um, I was reading through the Psalms. That was what I was doing for my daily quiet time. And I got to some verses where, um, it was just talking about how like people believed in what God said that he would provide and they were not put to shame. And then it talked about some other things and really like this phrase came to me that like, he will prosper you in your purpose. And that's really what I heard. And I had wrestled for a long time with this entitlement thing because I used to work for a missions agency. And so some of the best people that I've ever met in my life, some of the best believers were doing their bit, like doing their thing and they weren't prosperous, you know, physically, like financially, that wasn't really, a thing that they would have ever dreamed of or thought of or encountered um, and probably will never happen for a lot of them. And it made me go, then why am I different? Like, why do I get money and they don't, you know, like I'm not that good of a person. And so like, even though I don't believe in a prosperity gospel, it's almost like I kind of did. Um, and as I really reflected on those verses that connected with me that I will, he will prosper me in my purpose. I was realizing that their particular purpose was something different, right? Like their particular purpose was to do this kind of ministry in this place. And in that ministry, it was growing and it was flourishing and he was prospering them in that. And so I could trust that if he put me here in this situation, in this ministry um, of my own businesses, then he will prosper me in those. And so once I sort of like made that switch, everything sort of opened up to me and I really felt like, okay, now I can take in other resources um, so I turned to some books, I turned to some different um, mentors and friends to talk through different things um, because I felt like now I had a strong biblical view to like lens to view those through, which a year and a half ago, two years ago, I wouldn't have had. So I wouldn't have recommended myself to do that because I wouldn't have had the strength to translate them in the way that they would need to or the wherewithal to do that. And now I did. And so that really opened up a few other resources to help me switch into, you know, more of a research mode and plug into what that really looked like and what that means and what I believed around all of that. That's such a beautiful story. Just getting the foundation, especially in regards to your belief in your faith, which for us, at least that dictates our whole life, right? Mm -hmm. So if we had a foundation on something else, which is typically what we do when it comes to money, some we have foundation on non-truth like lies which sometimes comes from the church or sometimes comes from our family sometimes comes from the world or even our own misconstrued views so i love that you did that deeper work of getting a foundation and then building upon it was there any specific well i know but is was there any specific uh, book or couple books that really helped you after you had that foundation yeah i would say the two that i read that made a really big impact one was one thing I've always been challenged with is believing that I'm even good at managing money. Mm -hmm. And so that was one thing I wanted to attend to first was like, I need to make sure that I know how to manage my money and that I feel confident in that because I feel like once I feel that I'll feel a little bit more confidence around money in general. So I turned to profit first, which you probably talked about before. Mm -hmm. um, and that was really, really helpful just to even give me like percentages and um, you know, some little benchmarks on like what, it, what percent I should be spending versus saving versus all those other things. And so that was really helpful for me. Uh, 
to learn to manage my money and feel confident in making decisions with money because I feel like that's not something that I was I always had. Um, and then I also read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Mm-hmm. And that one's kind of a tougher read because it's like older language, but he really talked about it was less about like so I think there is sort of this messaging in sort of the money mindset space around all the manifesting stuff where they almost make it sound like it's effortless Mm. and that, you know, if you believe that's all you need to do in order to create this thing that you want. And as you dig into those things, it's not really what they're saying, but that's how they're advertising it, which I get it. I'm in marketing. I would probably do that too because you almost need a Trojan horse, right? Like that it'll be easier to do than it actually will. So they'll get in and they'll do it and they'll see the results because of that. And so what I liked about Napoleon Hill is that he talked a lot about the subconscious mind, which I think is actually a powerful thing. I think science has shown us that it's a powerful thing. The things that we tell ourselves, the things that we believe, the patterns that we've instilled in our lives through our culture and our habits and all of that. And so him talking about how we can shift those patterns or things that we can do every day to remind ourselves or to tell our subconscious mind these other things. And then of course, your mind will get creative and open up a plan and you can find the plan to then take the steps towards that thing. It's not really like you're just attracting it to yourself. It's actually you believe it, you create habits that instill that the possibility of that. And then it opens up a plan that gets you to that place if you follow the plan. And I was like, oh, well, that just makes sense. You know, like that's just how the world works is you need a plan to get where you want. You need to know where you want to go. You need to create a plan to get there and you've got to follow the plan. Will there be things along the way that are different, good and bad in that way? Absolutely. But if you're confident and you're sure of where you're going, you can deal with those things. So Think and Grow Rich is really helpful from that perspective, just helping me even go like, oh, this is just reprogramming my brain to be a little kinder to myself and a little more specific to bring the plan. Because even if I look at my creative process, that's how my brain works anyway, is I take in the information, I let it sit, and then something comes out. Like that's how I work with my clients. I'm like, I'm going to need a little bit of lead time like between our meeting and when I send something to you because I need my brain to have time to make those connections. And so it totally made sense to me that that's how everyone's brains work. Mine just does it in a creative capacity as well. And so there's all these different ways that we can layer that. Mm-hmm. So that was the second. The third that I read in this was You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one's just more fun and light, but it kind of reiterated some of those things. Um, and it really just sort of brought to light how silly it is to like think money is evil, right? Like she talks, she has this great analogy about the sky. Like what mm-hmm. if we looked at the sky and was like, it's here around us all the time. <laughs> what if we thought the sky was evil? Like we couldn't escape it. We couldn't do anything without it. It's part of our lives every day. And so just even thinking about some simple ways that I could just shift the way I'm even looking at myself and money so that I feel more comfortable um, and more powerful in that. Cause I think that's just something that I've just never felt powerful or empowered around was money. And to now come out of that believing that, I can make it and it's okay to make it. And doing that is really just, it's almost even a showing of how many people I've helped, right? Is by getting a certain 
amount of money, it's like a little mini scorecard of like how well I'm doing at serving people because I charge for certain things. I don't think that's across the board, nor is that my worth in any way. There are obviously other ways that I serve people, but God called me to my businesses and he's directed me. And so for me to hold myself back or to not give myself the opportunity to thrive in that um, by charging certain things or only taking on certain types of people um, who are good fits for me, like all of that's okay because that is how I'm wired to serve and I should lean into that. And, and so that's been, yeah, just a journey with some of those books with, for me. Mm, I mean, I love all of those books. So that's great. But I really, I love to, um, you're a badass at making money just cause I think she reiterated just the fact that you might have to do uncomfortable things to get mm. the money that you, you now feel like you deserve and you want. And that is so true because sometimes it's, it's might be in the same space you're at, but it's stepping out in a certain way you haven't wanted to before. And it's like that up level, like that going to that um, upper limit. And I, I, in my experience, since reading that book, it is so true. It's like there have been things that I've wanted to, to do and I'm like, I don't want to do this because it's uncomfortable, but this is it, you know? And sure enough, when I put on my big girl pants and I did it, it came back with exactly what I wanted plus some, right? So I think uh, what you're saying is so true. Just doing that deeper work and being even uncomfortable in exploring managing your finances. Because I'm the same way. People, people think because I was an accountant in my past career that I love looking at money. Maybe I look, that's other people's money, right? Uh, it's like looking at my own and being like, but I never manage it wisely. So I'm not even going to budget at all. I'm just going to, as long as I have enough money to pay my bills, but then really challenging myself to get in that place where I say, I'm going to face this because ignorance is not bliss in this case. And then actually looking at it and seeing that I'm not that bad of a money manager, but I've created a perception in my mind that I was. And the only way for me to get around it was to actually manage my money. And so I think there, you're what you're saying too. There's just kind of lies and things that we believe and we're never going to actually mm-hmm. replace it with the truth until we, we do that uncomfortable thing until we face it. Totally. So what about, I, I mean, so we, I know you did coaching before and then now you're doing kind of um, the marketing and that happened kind of around the time that you were still on this money mindset journey. How did that play into the switch? It's a good question. I think it really made me, so as I was going through these different things and talking with different people, um, I just kept thinking, and this is something I'd ask my clients too as a coach, like, what is the best way you can serve? Are you doing the best thing that you can do? And, or why does it feel really hard to make money right now? Mm-hmm. And as I sort of contemplated all those things, I was like, oh, it's because I don't think I'm serving in the best capacity that I can serve. Mm. And I'm not very confident. I'm not, even though my clients are getting results and they're enjoying what I'm doing in our work together, I don't, there's still a lot of pressure. I feel, I felt like on me, um, or at least that I put on myself in those situations for specific results because they had paid me a certain amount of money and I wasn't totally confident in my ability to to deliver on those things. And so as I really just examined all those things and then looked at stuff that I liked doing, because I think that money doesn't have to, making money also doesn't have to be really hard and it doesn't have to be a struggle and it doesn't have to be miserable, right? Mm-hmm. And so as I, as I was thinking, what would actually be 
more fun? What am I missing about what I was doing at different points in my life? Or what does feel good? What are the times when I'm with my clients that feel really awesome that I really enjoy and feel most empowered and fulfilled? And what are, you know, what are my real gifts and how am I using them now and how could I use them better? Mm-hmm. And as I was doing that, and I think that totally goes hand in hand with money because I think all that's mindset, all of that is um, like this confidence service, like it was all very much like a Holy Spirit working in me kind of thing at the same time. And I just came to realize that though I loved my clients, what I really loved doing was a lot of the creative work, a lot of the strategy. My favorite parts of calls were when we were actually cr- coming up with ideas and collaborating and creating strategies for them. Um, that really lit me up. And then I had started floating some of those around to just some friends because I thought maybe I'll do these two things at the same time. And um, people were loving that and starting to jump in on that in some ways. But then it also felt this like struggle of like wanting to talk about this thing, but couldn't message both at the same time. And really just like felt a lot of tension. So I was like, okay, what do I do now? What do I do? And And I kept asking myself and even my mastermind sisters asked me like, why is this a struggle? Why do you feel like even though you want to sort of step into this thing because you feel like it's a better use of your gifts and a better use of a better way that you can serve and deliver for people, why is there resistance to that? And as I examined that, I just realized that it was a bunch of reasons that weren't good reasons. Like it was obligation to people. you know, that probably would be better served if I stepped into the role that I knew that I was, I needed to shift into. And so, yeah, it was just a really high, like contemplative time. And I think as I was going through the mindset stuff and as I was examining, you know, I think in and of itself, that also just prompts like a lot of life reflection and business reflection and looking at what you like and what you don't like. And that's the benefit that we have as entrepreneurs is we get to make those decisions and we get to lean into things that we enjoy more or are better at and um, our zones of genius and all that good stuff. And I was just realizing that I wasn't operating out of that in the best way. And I could step into that more fully and do more. And so I should do that. And so, yeah, all that sort of came together with me having like a massive switch in my business model, um, keeping some of the properties, but mostly like just changing everything and trusting that the message that I was getting in all of that from the Lord and like trusting that as well, that everything would be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I could step into a more confident place. And that really made a huge difference for me Mm -hmm. um, and my business too. So it's been really interesting and fun and challenging and all of those things, but it's also been really good. Yeah. And yet, you know, we were talking about earlier how you have all these clients launching in the same time and it's like, okay, well definitely that was a good switch, you know, cause it just shows you that it's people need it. People need yeah. what you do. And it's so totally. true. Like you're amazing at marketing. I'm always mm-hmm. like, Kate's in my inbox again. Look at her go. Like, and it's like good. It's good. It's not like fluff. It's just like real to and heartfelt messages always. So that's amazing. I love, you're right. How even just looking at that money mindset just opened up different doors for you and looking at all these different areas in that time of definitely personal development. And I think, I personally think entrepreneurs have a really beautiful gift in that, that as much as we grow is as much of our business grows. But I even want to encourage those listening who aren't entrepreneurs that 
are just doing their, their own thing and just to just kind of do what you're doing, you know, personal development and really go dive deeper regardless of if you're in charge of your salary or not, like, um, cause it's still going to shift things mm. um, for you. So kind of like just a one kind of one main last question, just like how you, what you do now and even how you, do, what you did as a coach, but especially being a marketing and launch strategist, like you're helping people get their product out there in such a way that actually brings them return right? And get paid for what they're doing and converting. So how has your money mindset kind of helped either your clients or helped in that whole process? Um, it's definitely sometimes a challenge, right? Like when people, sometimes I'll get on a sales call and they'll be like, this is my goal for this launch. And I was like, okay, well tell me like your list size and how yeah. much the product is and all these things. And I'm like, just going to be honest with you. That's going to be a really hard goal. Yeah. Um, or when it's just a little bit higher than you think, or there's like all these variables too. like I'm stepping in just for a launch and not for the last year that they've been talking to their list. So there's mm. only so much I can control. And at the same time, there is a lot of pressure, right? Cause I'm putting myself as an expert in this thing and mm. to be able to step forward and say, yes, I can help you. And I just have to believe that what I put together a is, is high quality. And I believe that it's excellent that I give them and B that it's better than if they did it by themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and remove the pressure from everything else. And I think that's just how everything with money is right. Like we have to do our part and then just trust that the rest will happen that, you know, God will provide or that the money will come or whatever else, whatever it is that you believe around those things. And, so I just have to try. And I even think that there's an element of because they have my support, they feel more confident. They're able to show up more fully. And that, of course, uh, increases the bottom line for their stuff. So I definitely try to take a more holistic approach, knowing that it's just it's not all on me. And that's OK. Right. Um, and thank God it's not all on <laughs> me. But, but also that I am helping them get closer to their goal um, because I'm doing the things that I love. And even just hearing their their desires, their heart, their, um, excitement when I turn over, you know, launch emails or a sales page, or, you know, we have our planning, whatever, like they just get so excited. And that shows me that it's a good step. And I think that's just what I have to do is know that I'm going to do the best that I can for my clients. And maybe their results will be awesome. Maybe their results will need a little bit of tweaking um, to get where we need to go. But I'm committed to them in the process and um, that I know that I'm doing them more help than harm along the way that I'm not lying when I say I can really help you. I'm not lying when I say that I'm really good at this. Um, it just might look a little different than maybe what you're used to, or it might be uncomfortable for us both, but yeah. we have to step in and, and do those things. And that, you know, and I think that's really been a big shift for me too. It's just like being able to get on a sales call. I feel confident mm -hmm. that the thing that we're talking about, I can do for them. Mm -hmm. And that's been really huge. I mean, being able to actually like close sales, but also, take on clients that I enjoy and do things that I love and all of that. And so I think it all kind of goes into all of that. And so I just try not to put a lot of pressure on myself for their financial goals because again, I think unless they're a long-term client, I don't really, I've got this much of a picture that's like this big. Yeah. And I have to remember that and I have to remind them that too. And that's mm -hmm. why there's, 
That's why I can't guarantee things. And I definitely, um, tell them that throughout the process, you know, I, what happens in a launch or in anything is this much of a time that relies heavily on the rest of the time that you've actually been building that relationship. So Mm -hmm. if I'm with you and I'm helping you build that relationship, then yeah, it's a little bit on me. Um, it's about, it's on our ability to work together. It's on our ability to understand your audience and hear from them. But it's also on you if you've been doing some of those things. So I'm just sort of like an amplifier, I feel like, um, of what they've already been doing, a refiner of those things. And so I just try to come in and do my best and know that that's the best that I can do and try to release that pressure. It's really hard. Like I said this week, I I literally have one person launching, another one starting a launch on Friday, another one starting on Saturday. Um, another one that's prepping to start launching in early November. And then I'm helping someone with like a webinar filling. So there's like a lot of stuff happening right now. Mm-hmm. Um, or people that I did intensives with that we planned their launch. Two of them are launching right now or just wrapped up. So it's like everyone, <laughs> there's all these things happening. And thankfully things are turning out well because I trusted in that and they trusted in me and we came up with good plans. But it was also, it is a little stressful when you feel like, you are putting the pressure of someone's financial well-being in your hands. And I don't think any of us can do that in a health, like, and still be healthy people Mm -hmm. um, or still show up and actually be able to serve people the best that we can because we're fearful. We'll hold back if we take that fear onto ourselves. So I just try to release that and do the best that I can. Mm. That's so beautiful because you're so right. Just like, it isn't our job to care for someone else's financial well-being. We can help them along the way. But, and I love how you separate it, and yet you're still very confident that you can help because you're right. I do think that's lacking often is that we're, sometimes we're not necessarily confident in who we are and what we have to offer. So therefore, maybe we price our services a certain way that's actually not the truth. And uh, so it's so beautiful to see how you working on your own money mindset and shifting into that place that you really feel like you can best serve. You're now able to show up confidently and say, this is how I can best serve. And I know that what I'm charging you is that that's the exchange of value because at the end of the day, money, that's what it is. It's an exchange of value, right? Like, um, and so that's so good, man. I've taken so much notes. I'm just learning from you. <laughs> so uh, I know you have a little giveaway. Do you want us to talk a little, you want to talk a little bit about the giveaway for those listening in and what they can expect from that? Sure. So um, I believe the giveaway that I have is the client generating to-do list. Cause I think when it comes to our discussion, there's a lot of, I think a lot of that happens early on in our businesses. And I think a lot of times those things keep us distracted or, or because we don't have a confident mindset or money mindset, we focus a lot on the wrong activities. Um, maybe the things that keep us com- that keep us comfortable or the things that other people tell us we need to focus on rather than the things that will actually get us results. Mm-hmm. And so um, as part of Believer's Business Academy, I created this client generating to-do list. And it's just a a Trello board with daily tasks and some suggestions and helpful hints and ways for you to break down projects and goals and stuff so that you can step forward into your business a little bit more and know that the action that you take every day will actually be leading you to where you want to be Mm -hmm. and not just, um, you know, taking action that doesn't really matter. Cause I think that's another part, like that's a whole other discussion we could have is about stewardship, right? Is, you know, that it's about time, talent, and treasure. And we talked, I think we talked about like 
the treasure and obviously and a little bit of the talent part, but time is definitely a part of that. And so I think if we are not being um, intentional with how we spend our time, we're also not being good stewards. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so that's really why I created the list was I saw a lot of, I needed a daily rhythm and I um, saw a lot of people and a lot of my clients who would come to me just focusing on the wrong things from the start. So I was like, I'm just going to help people <laughs> get out of that way so they can actually step into what they need to do. Yeah. That's awesome. I remember, yeah, when you first came out with it, it was like, this is so helpful. And then customizing it too, right? You know, we all have different businesses who are, you know, whether you're thinking about a business or starting one or have one, you know, we have to always customize it. So definitely using it as a blueprint. And so that is an amazing tool for all the entrepreneurs or people who are aspiring entrepreneurs that want to want to try that. And two, like at the time of, um, well, hopefully the same time that this all comes out, uh, for those who are maybe not entrepreneurs or that are looking kind of for help around personal finances, I'm going to be doing a five day challenge with, uh, a mindset coach. So definitely look at the show notes for that. And so is there anything else that you want to share, like a leading tip around or encouragement around money mindset for those listening? I mean, I think it's just worth doing, um, to any time that you feel like you are, I don't know, I don't want to use the word judging, but like when people talk about money, like examine how you're feeling in those moments and mm -hmm. not be, don't be afraid to get really uncomfortable because I think mm -hmm. it's that willingness to be uncomfortable that led me to a place where now I'm more comfortable with money. I'm maybe doing uncomfortable things still, but I'm more confident and comfortable and and feel more competent even in being able to do that. And I really had to do a lot of work on even examining how I thought about money, but how I thought about other people with money and where that came from. Mm -hmm. So just start being aware of how you talk about it and how you see um, other people with money or talking about money and ask yourself those questions. Like, what is it? Where is this coming from? Why did I say that? Mm -hmm. um, and I think you'll just start to see some enlightening things. Yeah. <laughs> Very, just be more aware every day. Yeah, that's so great. And I love how you just made it simple because I think often when it is such a big thing that means so much, we think we need to overhaul our entire money mindset in life right away. But I love how you mm -hmm. just kind of said, just become aware. And as you start to become aware, then you're going to be start to shift. And that goes back to, you know, the stages of change. And that's just like the pre-contemplative and contemplative stage, just kind of thinking, okay, this is, this is something that I'm thinking, okay, now I'm ready to actually change. Now I'm ready to shift to the next stage. So, mm -hmm. uh, so good. Well, okay. So how can people find you if they want to learn more about, you know, whether it's, you know, your marketing and launching services or even Believers Business Academy, where can they go? Yes. So if you want to find more help around marketing and launching in sales funnels, you can come over to cobblestonecreativeco.com. Mm -hmm. And we've got resources for you there. Or if you're interested in more faith-based online business advice, um, if you're an earlier stage entrepreneur, then you can go to believersbusinessacademy.com mm -hmm. and find us there. And then from there, you can get hooked into our social channels and all that good stuff. Yes. So good. Well, thank you so much, Kate. It's been a delight. I know we've talked about doing this forever, so it's so good to finally, <laughs> finally do it. Yes. Thanks for having me. I'm glad that we finally, we finally got to talk about it. I know. I know. We could talk about it for so much longer, but people might not want to. <laughs> all right. Thank you, everyone. Be sure to check the show notes for all the links and everything that we talked about.
Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Be Healthy and Thrive podcast, and I hope you are leaving feeling equipped, encouraged, and empowered to truly be healthy and thrive in your whole health and life. So share this podcast with others, subscribe, and let me know how it impacted you. And of course, be sure to check out the corresponding blog post that has all the links to the free goodies that were mentioned during the episode. That's it for me for now, but I will see you soon on the next episode. Bye.